0: The host of this show, Max Naist, lived in addiction for years and made lots of destructive choices, which resulted in losing friends, family, and his career. After being in jail for the fourth time, he knew he needed to make some big changes. Now, he shares the steps he took, which led to recovery and got his life back. Welcome. if it's PTSD or military-related, trauma, physical, verbal, sexual addiction, alcoholism, you can accomplish your dreams. And with this show, we help others be fearless in their pursuit of happiness. This is Fearless Happiness, and this is Max Naist.
1: Hello, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in this world. This is Max from the Fearless Happiness Podcast. Today, I have a special guest, uh, Danielle Didi. Uh, I've been following her for a while. And like, I'm telling you, she's a badass. I watch her workouts when she posts on Instagram. And I'm just like, <laughs> I wish I was half that good. But I go, I had to get her on here. So Didi, or Danielle, thank you for, for coming and being a guest on the Fearless Happiness podcast. So what I like to do is I have you introduce yourself to my audience, who you are and exactly what it is you do. And then we'll get rocking and rolling.
2: Cool. Yes. Thank you so much for asking me. I have never been asked to be on a podcast, so I'm very excited. Um, (laughs) My name is Danielle and I am a personal trainer living in the middle of nowhere in Montana. So trying to get training out to people when when you live in this tiniest town in America is a challenge in itself, but I actually have learned to really embrace it and make it a part of who I am. So yeah. It's what I do,
1: awesome, and you hear that everybody don't let a small town or a big town or a medium town stop you from getting your fitness in because wherever you are in this world, you could find something to do. Um, and like I said, I've been following her for a while and I watch she goes, she works her butt off, and right, we follow a lot of the same people that we look up to, right, like uh Andy Priscilla and you know his partner, um, uh, Ed Milette, right, Ed Milette, right. And, I mean, I love Ed's max out, right? Or just one more philosophy. But I got to tell you, Danielle, like when I started listening to Andy, I was hooked, right? Because he just, he does not hold back, right? You ever, you know, his right. podcast, like, especially with the the political, whatever you want to call it, environment in our world today, I love when he's just like, I'm so freaking, but I mean, he's being nice. I'm so effing over it. I'm, it pisses me off. Right. Man. I was going to say, you know, he's like, he right, doesn't hold back.
2: F-bombs he, fly.
1: Yeah. The F, especially <laughs> when he's talking about politics and how they've tried to, you know, with COVID and everything and right. And if you right. think about it, right. Everything he's talked about has come true. Like everything. Like he's been so on point. He has been
2: spot on. Yeah. Right? From the beginning. He, he has. Yeah. I'm hooked too. i follow religiously
1: (laughs) (laughs) right and but see i know because you're a first form athlete right or you 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 know you represent first form right and that's his company yes and one thing and i know you'll agree he always says to better our world we have to start with us right and it starts with fitness and, and getting our body right and our mind right so uh, share with the audience, like some of the challenges or some of the things you went through early on to get to where you're at now, right? Because we know the fitness thing does not happen overnight. And, you know, so I want them to know, get to a little uh, know you a little bit better. So let them know what what were some of the challenges you faced that got you into being a personal trainer.
2: Yeah. So um, I always have loved lifting even in high school and as a little kid, sports, athletics have always been a huge part of my life. But, um, you know, when I got married to my husband and that's why I live in the middle of nowhere, because he is a rancher and we literally put our house in this spot in the middle of nowhere. I have zero neighbors within miles. (laughs) Um, I really became pretty depressed actually because i'd moved from a bigger city where i had gyms and all that to this tiny town that doesn't have a gym the nearest gym is 40 miles away and um, i wasn't training yet and so i was just depressed and unhappy and really in that dark like mentality kind of that victim mentality a little bit you know where you just sit there and sulk and have pity for yourself (laughs) right um yes and so I just didn't know what I was doing with my life. I was just really sad. And it actually kind of happened. One day I was driving home um, and it was in winter in Montana and I ended up rolling my vehicle and I survived. I rolled it two and a half times, landed on my side. I actually had to run home because there's no service at my house. I couldn't call home. So I had to run. Um, I had to run a... Couple miles to get home. Anyways, so the point of that story is because, you know, I lived through it and that was kind of my first wake up call. Like, all right, you know, God let me live through this, obviously, for a reason. You know, quit feeling sorry for yourself and embrace right. that. And instead of doing a job I didn't like, it was finally like, I knew I always wanted to personally train, but there's zero entrepreneurs in my family, so I was always told that's not a real job, Um, so it was still really scary to me. So I was working for a different company, an oil company at the time, but working behind the scenes on getting my personal training certification, and um, finally what um, was the last straw, I guess, on pulling the trigger on becoming a personal trainer was just a lot of family events. You know, we all have our own stories. Everybody goes through traumatic things. Um, but mine was my parents got divorced. My best friend lost her, um, her partner when she was pregnant with her son. And then literally like a month later, my dad got diagnosed with this horrible cancer and he wasn't really supposed to live. Um, and that happened with all in like five months <laughs> and, uh, wow. it was just really traumatizing, but You know, my dad did end up living through it. He had surgery. And so once again, after that, it was like, wow, I kind of went through like this. I wouldn't say midlife crisis because I was only 24, but it was definitely a crisis where I was like, I need to live my dreams. Like, this is enough. You know, people are crazy shits happening. (laughs) Life is short, you know, really eye opening. So I finally like quit my job you know, which my whole family was freaking out, like, you, you have a good 401k life, you know, insurance, all that. I left it all behind to become a personal trainer, which had always been my dream. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was a slow start, but I've been doing it now for oh, eight years. This will be eight years. And I just, it's very cool. I'm in a really good spot right now where, you know, I'm very successful at it, I guess, in our town. Awesome. Yeah. Well, and
1: then having the internet and stuff helps too, because you can coach people virtually, right? Like,
2: right. Yes. Yes. During the, um, that was what I used, you know, during COVID and stuff, you know, they kept pumping money into us, obviously, you know, we all got that stimulus money. (laughs) And rather than I really wanted to use it wisely, you know, I'm like, this is free money, you know, I'm going to use it to grow to grow more. So I pumped it all in my business. That's when I created, I hired a web designer, everything, created my new fitness page, Danielle Ray fitness and the whole brand and everything. Um, so yeah, that happened. What was it? Two years ago, last year. Yeah. Where I launched that. So yeah, the internet and everything from where I live is obviously a huge deal. So
1: see, and this is what I love, right? When, when COVID like, well, and you and I had this little talk before we started the podcast, right? Like that COVID thing, it was like, if you listen to Andy, right, was to shut us down and to, you know, make us dependent upon the government. And if you heard what Danielle said, everybody, right? Like she said, "Ah, nope, I'm going to reinvest that money and I'm going to grow my business, right? And I know a lot of people who actually did very well through COVID. You know what I mean? And it didn't matter what. They just knew, right, instead of like you saying, Playing the victim and oh, poor me. And then, you know, which unfortunately a lot, like in the business I work in, you know, a lot of overdoses happen, a lot of people relapse, mental health issues and stuff like that. Right. This is where I seek the people mm-hmm. like yourself, where that they said, no, I'm going to make this and turn it into a positive instead of sitting in my, you know, what my shit and going, poor me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what, um, I love about your page and, and watching you grow because you have not let anything stop you. Right. You know what I mean? Like I follow her, everybody. And it like she she'll, you know, show a different exercise. Like <laughs> I can't do pull ups anymore. So I get jealous when I watch her do pull ups with with weights. And, and I'm just like, oh, but here's the <laughs> thing. Right. She inspires me to just, OK, I got to modify a, a, an exercise. Right. Because there's no quit. Um, and as you know, like some of the people I follow, like I said once again, Andy talks about Andy Frisella talks about his first 10 years in business and only making fifty thousand dollars, period. So when I hear that, right, because right, everybody thinks, oh, where did he come from? Like he's got all these, well, he's worked his butt off, right? And and that's kind of like what yeah. you and I are in this process of doing is and what he says, and what my mentors and my coaches and and people I look up to have always said is don't ever quit on yourself. And right. If I would have quit on myself, I wouldn't be sitting here. you talking with you, um, but everybody's different. Right. And you, you found your, your thing. And you said personal training is what I want to do. Right. And I'm with you. I wouldn't let family or anybody dissuade me now from doing like what I do. Right. Like um doing yeah. this podcast and, and, you know, someone was telling me, you can't do CrossFit. I'm like, do watch me, right? I may not be able to do right. some of the overhead yeah. stuff, but I'm going to do the squats. I'm going to do all the other stuff. Um,
2: There's always a way.
1: Right. So so now you're a personal trainer, right? And like you said, you're out in the middle, and like Daniel says, in the middle of nowhere, Montana. What was, uh, business-wise, what was the biggest challenge that you faced early on? That you thought, like, for you, where you just um, and went like, okay, do I really want to, you know, where you have to ask yourself the question, am I going to do this or not?
2: It, it was. It was really scary because, again, I don't live in a big town. Um, my town where I live has 200 people in it, and then the town where I travel to train in physically has, like, 5,000 people in it, <laughs> and um So I actually started with group exercise, um, first to try and try and get people in, you know? And I mean, it was, it was really hard. Um, those first five months, I mean, I wasn't making jack shit and it was, it was scary. Um, we were just living off of my husband's income basically because driving, you know, takes gas. So most of the income I was going to was traveling back and forth. But I just at that time I didn't have any kids, which worked out because I had to work incredibly long hours. You know, I had a class at like five AM and then I would train people at the gym and then I had a class at noon and then I would train people and then I had a class at like six thirty at night. So I wasn't getting home till seven thirty at night every day. um, and leaving at, you know, four thirty in the morning every day. And so they were just really long days and not not making much, so it was, it was really scary, but, and there was times where you question it, you think, holy shit, everybody was right, like, I can't do this, I'm not gonna make a living this way, but um, I didn't have a plan B, because I just kept telling myself, there was no plan B, I had to make this work, I was gonna make it work, I didn't know how, but I was gonna make it work, and I just knew if I kept going, I would eventually get clients, you know, the more classes you have, we bring in new people. I was using Facebook cause it's obviously and Instagram cause they're obviously free platforms, you know, wasn't paying for anything cause I couldn't afford it. So I just kept push- pushing everything mostly through Facebook at the time. And, um, eventually came Christmas time and new year's of that year is when, you know, of course that's when personal trainers really have to, you know, That's when we get our big push is that time of year. So (laughs) finally come that first year, New Year's, I had like an explosion of people messaging me through my Facebook page, you know, after six months of struggling and making no income. um, Yeah, I finally had people messaging me wanting to train for New Year's. So I hung on long enough and then that paid off. And I mean, you know, every entrepreneur knows that it ebbs and flows so I've had many struggles over the past eight years and that's when I started growing my online training more because obviously we all know there's only so much time you can dedicate per person physically, right. you know, you're just not going to make that much. So then really doing the online training was where, um, it came into that freedom, that more financial freedom plus, um, so, yeah, this year has been the most successful year I've had so far with the online training. And I'm really, I'm really excited about it. I'm, it keeps growing. So, I'm just keep finding ways to expand that. So, yes.
1: Yeah. And if anybody's listening or to my audience, you want to see, like, she's dedicated. You could tell because every time she's one of the first. Things I see when I pop open my Instagram, her like showing a different exercise, right? And that's kind of what we have to do, right? With anything, is you have to be consistent, right? Consistency is the key. Yes, right. And we can't be like, well, I'll work out today, then I'll take a couple days off, and then expect to have that six pack of abs, right? Uh, right? As you know, I don't right. have to tell you, right? The diet and everything that goes into it, <laughs> you know, and um, and which I'm getting better at this year, finally is. Just being, for me, it's just about being consistent, right? I don't really eat like junk anyway. I do got, I I admit I have a Starbucks once in a while. Just, I just have to. (laughs) My wife got me hooked on that. But, right, this year is all going to be about consistent, at least in the physical fitness part, right? And just keep going and just um, bettering myself every day. Like at least 1% better than the day before, as they say, right? and so
2: yeah so that's that's huge
1: it is right and that was that that came from i know i don't know if you've heard of him sam bakhtiar right he was really big in the fitness world like ripped he's out of la right this uh, multi-millionaire Right, died young though 47 years old right but even at 47 the guy had you know but that was his thing right he would take guys Like he was known for taking some dude off the street, right. That was struggling or at the gym, right. That was really trying. And he'd go, okay, you're going to live with me and I'm going to show you how to build a gym, right. Or become a trainer. And, and he would take guys through and free of charge. Right. And, but that was his thing. He said, try to be 1% better than you were the day before. And if you do that for a whole year, right. He goes, the the ego boost or the confidence boost you'll get cuz you'll get to go oh i'm 365% better than the year before right like
2: right that's and, that's a very good mentality
1: right and so like personally right you said now you have you have some children right so some of the personal mm-hmm. challenges uh well you could, <laughs> I mean living in uh, the middle of nowhere but i know that like you said the first 6 months or so or whatever was took a toll and then you throw kids in the mix. So what are some of the personal challenges you face, Danielle, like with your marriage, right? Making sure, you, you know, you take care of your husband and your kids and, and yourself, of course. What, some of the, what were some of those challenges in the beginning?
2: Um, it was, again, it was a huge mental. Yeah, it's a huge mental challenge for sure. Um, just especially for me because I'm used to being fit and then having kids, you know. It take, you know when you've had hours to lift whenever you want, and then all of a sudden that's gone. Um, and plus, I never was a huge person for working out at home. I always preferred gyms. But I just knew I was like, well, I, that's not going to happen right now. I have a four-month-old baby. Like I just can't. I can't get to the gym. So I just had to. Once again, you just have to pivot. I'm all about pivoting because I was like, well, whether I like working out at home or not. I don't have a choice it's the only choice i have right now so i have you know i do over the years i've obviously built kind of my own gym i have a treadmill and i've just added on things slowly year by year i have dumbbells barbells all that so um there's no excuse for why i can't i just didn't want to but (laughs) i did um that was how i started again after i had my first kid i just went down to my creepy unfinished basement and (laughs) took an hour to myself um every day and um yeah that's just i mean it is hard but you just i'm i'm blessed i guess i should say i have a husband who's supportive and understands you know that's a big part of it because i would just tell him i'm like i need this hour to myself every day right. please take the kids you know so i don't right. have to worry about it and he, he he always does he never never complains about that so i'm fortunate i have that um And I mean, yeah, there's a lot of times where you're tired. Obviously, new parents are always tired, but (laughs) I don't know. I just just know where I like to be. And again, it's a huge mental thing for me. Like you said, we've both, you know, you said you have suffered depression. I've had depression. I know when I don't exercise, I get depressed. So it wasn't even just like getting back into shape. It was... I need this for my mental well-being. If I don't exercise, my mentality goes down the shitter real fast. So <laughs> I do. Absolutely. I need I need physical activity daily um, to keep my mental health just happy. So and as soon as I did, that's just being in that mental that mindset always just it keeps me on track, I guess. I don't it's hard for me to this sounds bad, I guess, since I'm a trader, but it's hard sometimes for me to relate to clients who don't want to exercise because i'm like don't you feel better you know (laughs) like don't you feel so much better mentally you know
1: absolutely and i couldn't agree more right i mean i'm sure you grew up i grew up doing sports right like my mom i don't know when you were a kid right they were like we didn't have playstation right we were not allowed to sit in front of the tv and go right it was go play (laughs) right 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 and yep. then I yep. grew up. Yep,
2: get your ass outside.
1: Yep, and I grew up, you know, on a block where there was other kids. Right, we played football. We played. I played all kinds of sports. Right, so exercise has been a lifesaver for me. Right, when it comes to that depression, because I used yeah. to be on like antidepressants, and then when I made a decision three years ago yeah. to go, you know what, I'm done. It's, it's not working because everybody says, Max, you're there, but you're just there. You know what I mean? There's no highs. There's no yeah. lows. You're right. just kind of there. And when my wife said right, that to floating. me, I, yeah, exactly. I'm like, exactly. That's what she said. she said. You're just like kind of floating around here, you know? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> right? So I did it the right way. Yeah. Talked to my doctor, got And I've been off them for three years, right? But now mm-hmm. I just, when you said, when I'm not exercising, I feel it mentally, right? I start getting down and I'm like, God, if even if I have to go out and go for a walk outside and get the blood flowing. Yep. You know what I mean? There's something that happens because mm-hmm. I don't ever want to go backwards. Um, so if you're listening, audience, I mean, we're not telling you, you've got to go out and be like Arnold Schwarzenegger's and, you know, the what, a triathlete or, you know, these guys that live in, are like a David Doggins. Yeah, yeah. You were thinking <laughs> the same thing, right? These guys that love to torture themselves. Um but you should get out and and get your blood flowing if it's a walk or because here's what happened for me was when COVID hit, you know, they shut all the gyms down, of course. Right. Well, I got a garage mm-hmm. and I go, well, we don't even park our car. It's a you know what I mean? So my wife and I turned it into a gym. So I got a rower. I got a treadmill. Nice. I got one of those Versa Climbers. And then a friend gave me two racks. for oh, Dumbbells. Yeah. Right. And now I've got um, a power rack that I got to finish putting together. So I can do some bad, <laughs> like, you know, cool. if I don't go, if I don't go to the gym, like you, I'm not giving myself excuses to go, well, I can't work out because the gym's closed. Right. Yeah. Well, Cro- CrossFit decided to do a run today. You know, I, that's something I don't do. And I, you know, since you mentioned David Goggins, right. So when I was read his book, right. And I was following his Instagram. And then I think on Facebook, I, I, I message him. I go, Hey, I'm a counselor. But this is what I do for all you ultra marathon runners, or any that one that does a mile or more. I said I do free counseling. So you guys, there's something <laughs> wrong with you. Um, I don't know what it is, but I will do counseling pro bono if you ever need it. Right? Did I ever get a response? No. But yes. I thought it was I thought it was funny, right? Because like that. Was-
2: yeah, I was gonna say, i sure David Goggins totally brushed that off
1: <laughs> yeah i was but you know you stuff. you read his book didn't i take it or you know have i have read, i've read both of them oh you read his new one yes oh awesome that's my next one or yeah. one of my next books yeah
2: but. he's he's huge inspiration for me he is i mean i know he does crazy things but he's he's yeah i'm a huge fan <laughs>
1: Well, think about it though. He's right, right. Our minds are more powerful than anything. That's the most powerful muscle we have, right? And and I used to. I'm a Navy vet, right? So and I, when I was stationed on a ship, I would, you know, we had SEAL Team Five when we're fully loaded, SEAL Team Five, and I would always talk to those guys like, what makes a SEAL? Like, I mean, I've heard it from David, but a long time ago, and they were like, it's not the superstar college athlete, it's not the bodybuilder. He goes, it's half the time. It's a guy that's out of shape, but that just is really strong up here that gets in shape and right, just knows right. how to push themselves. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. It's been like that in my recovery because I've had some things happen in my life, right? In my recovery that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy, but you know, I've had family members pass away. I've had a grand- granddaughter pass away. I've had a son who almost passed away oh, from a stroke and and I oh, get the mindset thing, right? And if ew. I wasn't working out, me and you might not be having this conversation, you know, and and right. this is why I brought Danielle on people. If you listen to what she's telling you, right, like you can always push yourself to be better every day, right? Whether it's in the gym, whether it's in your personal life. But you have to from what I'm gathering and, and, and I feel the same ways, right? If I don't feel good physically, though, I'm not going to be mentally ready to go do what I got to do. And you're a mom, right? So you got the yeah. toughest job of the world. You got your mom, you're a wife, right? And so tell people some of those challenges being, you know, the, the glue that keeps the family together, right? And still taking care of your business and yourself and all that. How does that, how's that uh, gone for you in your journey so far, Daniel?
2: <laughs> that's, that's still, that's still a current journey. Um, Cause my <laughs> boys are not very old. They're, they're four and two. Um, so it, it is, I mean, it is hard. Um, but part of what I tell myself, cause I am, I guess this could almost be a bad thing. I, I can go really extreme where like I can just immerse myself into fitness and do it longer than I probably should. Um, I've kind of had to learn to like find that balance. Obviously now that I have children, um, so that i don't go over the edge and because i'll i'll go for a run for like three hours you know and
1: oh do you need some yeah
2: i'm not i'm not thriving <laughs> and loving it like david goggins i just right. i just force it i guess um yeah sure i'd take some <laughs> but But yeah, I do tell myself like when I go downstairs and run on my treadmill and do my workouts, usually my my kids will, if they're here, they'll come downstairs and play. And I, as long as it's not dangerous, I always let them because I fully believe that they need to see that, you know, you, you don't, I don't want them to not see me work out. I want them to see that their mom took care of herself and that she is active and you know, for so many reasons, obviously for them to take care of themselves. And then hopefully someday, hopefully, you know, if they're married. They know that that's the right thing to do, too. You know, you, if you want to have a happy marriage, you have to be happy with yourself. And so again, it goes back to when you feel good and then you look good and then you just feel more confident and that kind of bleeds into all areas of your life, um, including your marriage, you know, you're absolutely when you have more energy and you feel better you know you're just more i don't know not that we're trying to talk about this but you know you're more apt yeah. to have sex you know because you feel good all those things you know absolutely so, well yeah. that that
1: that's i just feel well you said it perfectly you're setting an example for your sons right cuz they see mom workout yes. they know okay right i'm not watching mom or dad just sitting around watching TV or the soap operas, right? Like, and then that's the thing they want. Yeah. Right? Because you're setting the example, right? And it's important now. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and, you know, you just have to watch the news or see, right? Like, America's one of the most obese countries in the world, right? Or it's up there, I hear, oh, right? It's,
2: it's so bad. I just saw a thing today, literally today, that said the, um, I can't remember, American Federation of something. It was trying to make it legal or allow it for children as young as age 12 or 13 to start having obesity surgeries because the children obesity epidemic is so bad. They're starting to talk about that. And I thought, no, like, no, they need to exercise. They don't need surgery at 13 years old. They need activity. See,
1: and that's right. And that's why we need people like yourself that that not only talk fitness but they walk you know walk the walk and talk the talk right they show by example right because i remember when i was in school and arnold schwarzenegger was big on getting more fitness stuff in the schools from elementary you know what i mean mm-hmm. and now they're talking about letting 12 yeah. year olds have that bariatrics are you kidding like i would be like oh yeah that's when you want to go, okay, where's the parents and all this? Like, what are you doing? To-
2: well, I was going to say, that's the problem is it's not the kid's fault. I mean, kids are going to do whatever you let them do. If you're going to let them be on their phone all day, that's what they'll do. You need to be a parent and take their phone away and freaking make them do something. I don't know. Go outside, go downstairs, run lamps in the house, something. It's just, ugh, Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's why I love you know my sister she had five boys right and they lived in the middle of Death Valley wow. and she still even on the hottest days we're like you don't get to sit in here and watch TV <laughs> go rake rocks go right. make some money right and I me and my little brother would stay the summer with her and there was never we were either outside doing something or we were at the pool right swimming and and but we were never yeah. allowed to just sit around and do nothing right so uh, I, I thank God for you know having a mom that knew, even though she was a single mother, that was like, yeah, my kids need to be in sports of some type, right? Like, I'm not going to let them just yes, yes, sit around and right. And, and this has been an amazing conversation so far, right? Because I want people to to understand the importance of of just having good health in general, anyway, right? It's you feel better. Like I always say, like in in the work I do with my clients in drug treatment, right? I always say. Okay, let's forget the God thing or whatever, but I say mind, body, and spirit, right? And you got to work on, Mm -hmm. I believe, all three as equally as you can, right? Because if you work on your body, your mind and spirit are going to follow, right? I I believe, yes, right? And my experience is when my body feels good, my mind follows, right? Like, it's usually that way, but if I'm being lazy... (laughs) <laughs> then I'm finding excuses to go have a bowl of ice cream and watch a football game. Yeah. Right. Uh, but <laughs> so, uh, Daniel, like what's, what I like to ask my, my guests are a couple of questions. Right. Um, I wrote a book called fearless happiness. Um, and I start with the first oh, question, cool. right? Fearless. What does fearless mean to you and how does that show up for you on a daily basis? especially being a mom and a wife.
2: Yeah. Well, um, I wouldn't say I'm fearless. I just know. I mean, I'm scared of a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared to be on this podcast. Cause I thought, what if I say I'm um, in like too much, but I just, I just do it anyway. You know, I don't let fear stop me. Um, I never have last year. I did, um, the montana spartan trifecta which was three races in one week oh wow and it was it was awful (laughs) (laughs) it was awful and i hated it and i almost i almost didn't finish it but i did and um yeah i mean it was i was terrified i was terrified at the start of that race but i did them i had to do it three times and i did and i think i have just learned that every time I finish one of those things that I am terrified of that make me shake and make my stomach hurt or make me puke when I finish it, there is no feeling that I don't even know. You can't even describe it. There's nothing else that compares to it because you just feel so amazing that you just did that. And it's such a feeling of confidence, I guess. Um, so I just know. I guess I have learned through all these ridiculous things I have done that you have to do those things. You have to do what you're terrified of, and because then that's that's what makes you better. That every time you do those things, you level up and become stronger. I guess.
1: <laughs> no, you're. I I couldn't agree more. Right. That's like that. And I, I've said this so many times. My audience probably can re- memorize this part, but. I don't know what Rocky movie it was, but he was talking to his son, right? Who was in the movie, who was his actually real life son, right? I don't know if you remember, but he's talking about, he says, it's not about how hard you could get hit, but how many times you get up and you keep moving forward. Right. And that's like the fear. Okay. If I get up, this dude's going to hit me even harder. Right. Or if I get up, this challenge is going to keep getting tougher. Right. And it's, people like you that inspire me right that do those things despite that like because you know you and i could go well and i'm gonna say you because you live like you i'm saying to be in the middle of nowhere montana right it would be easy to hide and look good on social media right but eventually right. people catch on if you're not doing what you say you're doing but let me tell you everybody like if you check out her instagram and we'll get in that in a minute she works her butt off. Um, Because, of course, she wants to lead by example for her clients and her family and stuff. So um, thank you for sharing that. So as you see, I put a Y in happiness, right? People go, you spelled it wrong. (laughs) Yes. But there is a reason I did that, (laughs) right? So knowing I put the Y in there, what does happiness mean to you? And how does that show up in your life on a daily basis?
2: that is an again an ever growing thing for me too is i'm i'm learning you know i'm one of those people who likes to strive for more and more and more and more which isn't a bad thing but i'm also really trying to learn to be more present in the moment and that has been something i've been working on and it, it makes a huge difference when you just finally feel that you're okay um you know, you can strive for more, but we're, when you're okay with where you're at, you're happy. You know, you're blessed. You're grateful. Like I can wake up every day and I'm so grateful that I have my husband and I have my two boys and we have a house and we have a ranch and um, I have my clients. You know, I have a good job that I love. That's just and knowing that every morning, just being grateful. I guess happiness is being grateful. It's being grateful for what you have, but. It's also, you know, striving for more, you know, wanting to improve, I guess, would be probably a better way of putting it. So, happy where you're at, but okay with improving.
1: Love it. Love it, right? And the key word I think you said right there is being grateful for what you have, but also knowing that you can strive to do better, right? Because we know, we see it in society, we see it on social media, right? We got people that are Half the time, posing in front of a a Lamborghini that's probably not even theirs, right? And right, right. We find out they're. But I like like, and I have to say it again, Andy, if you're listening, when one day you're going to be on here, promise. Um, <laughs> right. So you know, but I like how Andy Fursella and and Ed Milet and those kind of people they walk the walk and they talk, they show by example, right? They're not just mm-hmm. telling us how to live a certain life, right? And then off doing their thing. I mean, you always see pictures of Andy in the gym. I mean, look at his first form headquarters, right? I'd love to go visit that place one day. Um,
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: But that guy, he walks the walk and talks the talk, you know, and then there's Ed where, you know, he tells me, because he lives not too far from where I used to live in Laguna Beach, how he first thing he does is get up and jumps in the ocean. Right. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know how you do that, but. He says it resets your nervous system and it's really good. And then he goes through a gratitude list and and you said it, right? If I can stay in a state of gratitude for me, I don't know if you agree, but then things don't seem as impossible, right? Because right. Um, I forgot who broke it down, but there's someone that says, well, the word itself says not impossible, but I'm possible, Right.
2: Right. Yes. Yes. I have seen that. It is very true.
1: Awesome. But this has been great, Danielle. So what I like to ask, ask of you, right? If if I have my audience out there and I have people wanting to get a trainer or connect with you, how do they get a hold of you?
2: Yeah, you can um, find me on. I am very active on my Instagram page, which is uh, Fit. Chick in the sticks and sticks is spelled S-T-I-X because <laughs> I'm lazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. Um,
2: um, and then also I did, yeah, I just launched my um, new fitness um, website, which is Danielle Ray Fitness. So you can reach me, reach out. I also have a Facebook page as Danielle Ray Fitness. So yeah, and I'm starting a new YouTube channel, but that's a whole new. <laughs> That's a new ball game for me. So not really anything great on there yet, but
1: <laughs> I know <laughs> Yes, yeah, so you I, can
2: reach me on any of those platforms.
1: Awesome. Yeah. I'm with you on the YouTube thing. I'm so technically challenged. Like I'm saving all my videos right for this podcast. Cause I'm going to, I just have to do it. Like when I said, I'll do my podcast, but that's yep, yep. at least I've started this. Right. And I get to have amazing guests like you on here. So I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule so before we part ways, right, and and we go our separate ways and we go back to our families. One mm-hmm. last thing I like to ask of my guests, and I ask this of all my guests. Sure. What is one piece of advice you could give my audience, Danielle, that will help them grow as a human being and become a better person?
2: Um, oh, gosh, that's a big question. Um, <laughs> I would just say. If you're, it depends on where you're at in your life, but you just ha- get, you have to be tired of your own complacency, I guess. Just think about where you're at right now. Think about if you're happy. And if you're not, realize that you can always change it. You're always in control. Like I've been following um, a lot of the Stoic philosophy, Marcus Aurelius. And I do, I love, I love the philosophy because it is, you know, there's so many factors that are not in your control, but you are always in control of what you do Absolutely. and what you think. So doesn't matter what you're going through. You, you're you always in control of some whatever you do. So if you're not happy with how you look, I get it. It's hard. It can be embarrassing. You don't want to face it, but you have to face it. And it will make you better and just do what you can control. Get up, you know, you might not be able to control what the scale says, but you can control what you put into your mouth, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, So I guess that that would be my piece of advice. Control what you can control.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And I couldn't, you know, I I always say I, I can control what's inside of my hula hoop, but anything outside of it, I can't, right? because Right. But you heard it, audience. I mean, you can only control what you can control. And then you get to make that decision, like Danielle said, on what, if it's fitness and whatever, you, can, you can't You can control what that scale says when I saw what I got on earlier, but I can control what I put in my mouth and I can control myself by hitting the gym, doing something, take a walk. It doesn't have to yep. be extreme. You yep. just have to take that first step and do it. So I really appreciate that, Danielle. I mean, it's been an amazing time. Thank you so much for taking the time and being here. Um,
2: Yeah. yeah. Thank you for asking me. I was very excited.
1: Yes. I loved it. I had a great time. So anybody, everybody, I should say, anybody listening out there. So if you, if you learned something from Danielle, if she made you think, if she made you go, "Hmm, please leave a review. Five star would be great. So other people could find it. (laughs) And then until next time. I will see you guys later. Have a great day, morning, or evening.
0: You've been listening to Fearless Happiness. The numbers on addiction are absolutely stunning. Max lived in addiction for years and during that time made some terrible choices, losing his family, friends, and career. But he turned his life around. And now, Max works as a substance abuse counselor helping people in their recovery. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun along the way. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at maxnaist.com on Facebook at max.naist till next time keep the fight and we'll see you soon